0: Yeah, I, I hear the booze, man. I hear the booze.
1: Welcome, 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 welcome to the Burger and Gold Knuckleheads podcast. <laughs> <sighs> Along with me, <laughs> suffering, and and let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I had to drag him on here with me, <laughs> but he made it. My main man, uh, Reggie. i going on, Reggie? I'm, I'm here.
0: I'm here. And you know, making me come on here is not because. I only want to be present when we win. It's, it's, it's not that. I'm not that guy. You know right. me, man. I'll show up, win or lose. I can talk trash with the, with the best of them. The reason why I was, because I've reached a level of frustration. And the level of frustration has me to the point where if this is what we're going to be doing, then why am I wasting my time? Why am I wasting my time with my fandom? Why am I wasting my time with the energy, driving, spending money, merchandise, going to games, going to our fan club bar? Why am I wasting the time and energy investing in something that if this is the product we're going to have? And listen, we'll get into all of this, man. And, and, and I, was, I didn't have rose-colored glasses on to think that this team was headed to the Super Bowl. Right. But I easily had this is a 10 win team, man, and it's like what the what what
1: the hell is this doing? What what are we doing here? And uh, yeah, I didn't have them. I had I had them at 8 and 9 going into the season. But even so, <laughs> it, it it is it is uh, I concerning i don't know if we'll get to eight wins i I don't know i don't know i think uh but let me let me do let me go let me start off with a couple things we've had three weeks now where we've had an opportunity against three what i think across the nfl would be considered three bad teams right played the bears the falcons and the giants um and if you lost one game okay you know. From a playoff team perspective. If you're a playoff caliber team, maybe one team got up for you and beat you. Um, but you lost two out of three, and even the one game that you won against Atlanta was was not pretty. Um right. And and then the the two games that you that you lost against the 0-4 Bears, the one and five Giants at the time that you played both of those teams, granted, you're you're one and five. You're one of the worst teams out there. Um, 0-4. You haven't won a game. And at that point, the Bears, it had been almost a year going back to the last season since they won a game. And in the first half combined, you score three points combined in both of those games, and you allowed 41 points. That's the first half against the Bears. The freaking Bears and the freaking one in five Giants, you know it is it, it, it's, it's a it's a frustrating uh, thing here. Um, today, Washington was one of fifteen on third downs. One of fifteen. I mean, I I think you know who, who who's the uh, Georgia University of Georgia's number one. I'm not saying they could beat an NFL team, but they could do better than one in 15 on third down situations. Um, and we're t- I mean, we're talking about professionals here. You're playing a one in five team, and you're one of 15 on third down efficiencies. You have 10 penalties, and most of those are on offense. offense. Right. I think Jamin Davis had one, and there might have been one other one, uh, but at least eight out of 10 were on offense. Um, And you're having a struggling offense, and then on top of that, you're having these stupid, foolish penalties. Um, It is, you know, to show how inefficient also, how inefficient it was, trust Way, 10 punts in one game, 10 times he punted the ball away. It's not that he punted 10 away. That that goes to show you that you didn't have a lot of drives because otherwise you wouldn't have had that many possessions to be able to punt it away you, you you quickly you know three and out boom other team gets the ball and then you finally get it back again at three and out again so you're not eating up any clock when you have the ball um yep. r- rushing the ball you know one of my keys when we came into this game was how bad the giants were at rushing the ball i'm sorry at stopping the run. run. at stopping they were giving up 147 yards running uh we we were good for seventy six today, on nineteen carries. Um, I I don't have a problem passing it a little bit more than what we're running it. From a general perspective, but you have a team whose weakness is defending the run, and you don't make a decision. You don't run it, you don't run it thirty times. We, you're not attacking their 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 weakness. Um, and, and, and like I said, we can get into more. I don't want to sit here and go over 101 stats. I do have more stats. I, I, as I'm watching the game, I will add this. As I'm watching the game, w- you talked about it in, um, as we we're previewing the game, one of your, it might've been your very first one, talked about how Washington was going to handle the blitz. Could we handle the blitz? If we know it, the coaches should know it. What Did, did they practice against the blitz at all this week? Because they certainly didn't handle it from a pressure perspective. Um, the the Giants blitzed fifty seven percent of the time, gave and 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 ended up sacking uh, Howell six more times and And the other times that he didn't sack, man, he was running for his life. He didn't have a lot of time. Uh, it, it was you know the receivers a lot of times almost didn't have time to get open. For for Hal to throw it, much less him throw it away. Um, it's this offensive line between not blocking well when we did run the ball, not blocking well, not stopping the pass, penalty after penalty after penalty. Um, it, we knew this. We were concerned about this offensive line going in. This, this is a this is total meltdown of an offensive line because there is nothing there's nothing that they do well, right? So some teams pass or uh, give better pass protection or run block better. Washington offensive line does neither. Right.
0: Well, man, there was a lot to unpack there. Um, But I will say that I I don't disagree with any of it. So, you know, in, 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 in the midst of some of your, Ranting frustration. There, you mentioned a few stats. So one of those stats was, you know, the Giants finally scored an offensive touchdown, passing offensive touchdown. They succeeded that. They had they was on a losing streak. They broke their losing streak. They had coming into this game, they had a total of five sacks. They doubled that in one game against Washington. Exactly what happened in Chicago. Chicago, I think, had four or five sacks coming into their game for the season, and they. They succeeded that in one game playing Washington. The New York Giants did exactly the point. Again, they had five coming into the game. They did six today in one game. Um, I had to keep reminding myself that this this was a tale of two different situations here. We talked about all the injuries that the Giants had going into this game and how our defense should be successful against their offense. And and for the most part, our defense did okay. Uh, I think for the long – I mean, they only gave up 14 points in the game. And at the same time, they didn't dominate the game. And I told you while we were watching the game that I've given up on Jack Del Rio doing anything exotic in terms of blitzing and doing some other things. So although we have this enormous talent on our defensive side of the ball, or do we're not we're not we're not maximizing that. So therefore, our defense is never going to look dominant. So should we have dominated the backups to the backups that the New York Giants trotted out there today? We should have, but we didn't. Am I shocked or surprised by it? Nope, not at all. But on the flip side of this thing, I have to remind myself the injuries that the Giants had were all on the offensive side, not so much on the defense. I know they was missing some players, but their defensive front was still intact. They were missing some players on the back end, not on the front end. And on the front end, where they were strong, goes against Washington's weakness on the offensive side of the ball, and that is our offensive line. And as you pointed out, our offensive line, we don't, we're don't, we not good run blocking, and we're not good in pass protection. It was Sam Howe was essentially running for his life that entire game. You, he, would, he would get to the top of his drop. And by the time he sets his feet to get ready to go through his progressions or to deliver a pass, it was like a jailbreak coming his way. No doubt, no doubt that of those six sacks, he attributed to some. I'm going to say he may be attributed to two. But for the most part, I cannot blame this kid for it. He gets to the top of his drop, and there's already defenders beating the offensive line, running his way, and now he's trying to escape the pocket, running out of the way. I mean... Even on the game, the game ending play. It wasn't a design rollout. Right. He rolled out and and got away from a sack just to be able to get the ball, the pass off to Jahan Dotson. And the fact that it was thrown behind him, you know, I understand some people can make the argument that he should have caught, but that was a tough catch. And he was rolling out to what, what is considered the weak side of his pass, passing arm, trying to make a play on a dime. while while running right and listen i'll be the first to tell you there there are a lot of guys who can make those plays whether it's the throw or the pass but there's a lot of guys that miss that whether it's the pass or the throw and for us to be trying to to convert a game extending hopefully game time drive that was the worst play design that you would have wanted to see which and what i mean by that is your quarterback rolling out for his life, trying to throw a ball to hopefully get a first down or a touchdown. So in terms of the offensive line here, man, bro, I, 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 don't, this this game took more out of me, I think, than the Chicago game. And the reason why is between the Philly game, the Chicago game, the, uh, Atlanta game and the New York Giants game, we thought we'd be in some good position coming out of these games. And what this team has shown me now is we have one more question marks than we have answers through seven weeks. We don't have an identity. I don't know who we are. And on top of that, it tells me we're not as good as we thought we were going to be. There's a lot, there's a lot of problems going on with this team right now. And this game was was the final, I guess the final thing I needed to see to realize that this team is in trouble. This yeah. team is in trouble.
1: Yeah, you're you're seven games in, right? You're more than a, a third of the way through the game or through the season at this point. And week one, if we would have seen this, or as we saw against Arizona, we saw some struggles and some challenges. And we thought, okay, this is, this is early in the season. It's a, it's a young, it's a new offensive line. Um, it's a young quarterback, you know, young offensive coordinator. But what, what progress or growth have we seen in seven weeks? And, and, I, and I don't know that there has been any. Um, the, the, the same struggles or challenges that we had win or lose week one, week two, week three are the same exact same things that we're talking about. Um, It is a, you know, it's, it's a, w- whether we win or lose is almost like a groundhog day. Every, every game when, when we're watching this, um, yes. a, you know, it, it it's just, a poor, it's a
0: porous offensive line. It's a poorish defense. It is a, team with no run game and we're asking the same questions week in and week out the results look a little bit different but at the end of the day we come out of each of these games thinking the same thing and the three wins that we've gotten none of them have been pretty right we won we were happy we were hoping that we can build upon it for the next week but we struggled in week one against atlanta we chalked it up as first game, jitters, rookie, quarter, uh, offense coordinator. We beat Denver. We had to come back to beat Denver, which is, by all intents and purposes, everyone's felt like Denver was a not a good team. But we struggled with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, hey, as they say, wins are hard to come by in this league. So we chalked it up as, hey, we'll take it. It's early in the season. We'll continue to build upon some things, and we'll keep going. And then we went on a four game losing streak, or three game was it three or four games?
1: I think three games,
0: three three games. Yeah. And then we turn around and we beat Atlanta, right? To avoid the four game losing streak, that's right, right. right. Yep. Again, it wasn't dominant, but we got the win, and we're like, all right, we well, know we needed that. We we couldn't afford a four game losing streak, and so forth and so on. And then here we got a, a, a reeling Giants team. We go to New York once again, and we can't beat the New York Giants for whatever reason. It, it's boggled my mind how we can play Philly tough, but we cannot play the New York Giants to save our
1: lives. Um. Well, I, I think... I, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, you were talking about, as we opened up, um, about this game bothering you more um, than the... Uh, Game against Chicago. And as an ownership group, coaches, as well as as players, if it didn't happen this week, you're extremely close close to something worse than fans um being pissed or being happy, is apathy to where. They they just don't care, right? People are gonna stop watching. They're gonna they're just gonna sell their tickets, right? Just I got I got to get my money. So so when that happens, what what fans are in the in the stands, right? You, you're gonna have you know Philly fans. You're gonna have Giants fans. You're gonna have Cowboy fans. You're gonna you're, you're gonna have the opposing team fans at your stadium because the season ticket holders don't even. They're not even worried about going. Now, there are some people that, that, that buy tickets just to sell them, but a majority of the people that own the seats are Commanders fans, especially this year, right? There's a big surge. Um, right. and, and do they want to go? Do they want to invest their, not only their money, but their time? You know, not, not everybody lives 20 minutes outside of the stadium. You know, there's a lot of people right. that, that drive an hour or two or get a hotel and take on all those additional costs besides the cost of of, uh, the tickets themselves. And as an ownership, the worst thing you want is apathy. And these three games against losing to the Bears the way you lost, losing to the Giants, and squeaking out a win against Atlanta, um, apathy is about to take over more than pissed off.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because because again, I think most fans thought that things would look different this year. And here we are seven games in. Some of the names have changed, Ken. But the results look very similar. Yeah. Right. The outcomes look very similar. Um, fans, myself included however however you mix up the recipe we don't care. And what i mean by that, whoever's calling the shots, whoever play whatever players you're picking, whoever you're cutting, signing all that, at the end of the day, those are your decisions. But when i sit down to dinner and eat the food, which is watching the game, spending my money to see the product, to get a sample, it's got to be good, man. You right. can't you can't telling me you keep telling me you're, you're, you're a chef and you're feeding me garbage. Right. I, I can't keep eating it. And for many fans, year four in the Ron Rivera era, however, whether Ron comes back or not with the new ownership change, this year was supposed to be a little bit different. And right now I'm not seeing anything different. Right. And I know people are going to blame Going to blame Eric Biennimi, Jack Derrio, Ron Rivera. And listen, there's enough blame for all those guys to go around. But I've said it on Twitter. I've said talking to people. I think the issues here are multifaceted. It's not just on the defense coordinator, it's not just on Eric Biennimi. Players got to do their job. You have to block, right? So you have to be in the place you're supposed to be. You got to catch the ball. You still have to do EB can call the perfect play. But if you don't run the route or you don't catch the ball or you don't block your man, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the play call at that point. Well, and you may, I, and you asked it, you asked this one question. I'll let you come back to that. Yeah. You asked the question, what have we seen different or what kind of growth we've seen since week one? The only positive and the only growth that I can say unequivocally, positively has been the growth of Sam Howell. I think Sam looks better today than he does in week one. But again, there's some things he still needs to clean up. All right. And, and there's a whole lot of things that this team has to do in terms of helping him out.
1: Yeah. I think uh, exactly to your point that I was, started to accidentally interrupt you with was Ron's had four years or or four preseasons to put together the exact offensive line that we're with. Um, he has not spent, he spent one second round draft pick, but outside of that, he hasn't invested in it. Right. Uh, as he was coming in, uh, Trent Williams left. He couldn't. He couldn't keep him around. We thought maybe he could. He could handle that. Um, he let Brandon Sheriff go, and, and I'm not saying he should or shouldn't have kept it. But this is all on Ron's decision: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, the highest pick, and it's only been one that he's he's put for the offensive line. He did, the did resign there. Eric Flowers. You throw that in there. Co- correct. Correct. But Eric Flowers did not play anywhere else. So I I kind of give that a little bit of a pass while. He was I, I playing don't. well at the time. He never went anywhere else and played. No, that That's fair. And and the only reason I, why I don't give him a pass
0: is because when he was in our uniform, he played well. So I don't know why he was not kept here. All I know is you let him walk and his replacements have not done any better. Well, so to that, me, yeah. to, to, whether, whether he went on to play somewhere else, I don't know the reasons behind it. But you, But it's not like he was released because he wasn't playing well here. But you made the decision to let him walk, and so
1: that's on you, right? And and to piggyback on that, you know, the the, the players that he brought in last year, the the Norwells that were a a, a and failure, and Trey Turner and Turner, right, uh, that was a failure. So he let them go early in the like day one of free agency. Um, he went and got two players real quick. Um. And my evaluation of it at the time was, okay, you didn't go get one of the stud offensive linemen, but you went and got your, I'll just call them C plus B minus level from, from players. And, but since you got them early, you went and got the players that you wanted from that group. You decided that you weren't going to pay top dollar, but you went and got the players that you wanted that were the, the next notch down and they're not performing at that level right so you yep. made the wrong choices on those players uh Bianemme is the offensive coordinator he brought in a couple of his players one of the offensive linemen was wow. Kansas from Kansas City and then you know we got Pringle now Pringle was a late uh late signing so it wasn't part of like the the early free agency thing so it's not that big of a deal but these coaches uh, have had multiple years, not, not be enemy, but, but Ron and crew to establish the offensive line. And they never have, if, if anything, every year, it gets a little worse, a little worse, a little worse, a little worse to where we are now. Um, so there's nobody to, I'm going to say there's nobody to blame, but the coaching staff on this, right? Yes. The players need to perform and, and, Maybe this—I mean, let's just say—maybe this is the best that the players can play as a unit. Um, and and if that's the case, from every after seven games, how can we say anything less? Because we haven't seen a game where like, oh man, they man, we were running the ball like crazy, and there was great pass uh, protection. There hasn't been that. Um, so again, that falls on on ron and crew and how they how did they decide to put this team together they they invested a lot in the defensive line which i don't know that they're getting their money's worth out of that overall um and then the i'm sorry on the defensive line i think i misspoke they they, they invested a lot on the defensive line haven't gotten their money's worth on that they invested nothing on their offensive line or minimally on their offensive line and that's exactly what they've gotten on their investment. You know, you you invest nothing, you get nothing. Right.
0: Um, And I know we're supposed to be breaking down the Giants game uh, on this particular podcast. But as I told you and the way I feel on this podcast is that the Giants game was kind of like the last straw. I don't want to say the last straw, but it was, it was a big, big, big reminder to me that this team is is not close, man. No, I, it, we're not close. I, you know, I thought with the the position players that we have, the potential of Sam Howell, the genius, if you will, of Eric Bieniemy. This was supposed to look different, man. And unfortunately, through seven games, I'm I'm of the opinion it's not it's not any different this year. The only thing is different is that people can't blame Dan Snyder. Uh, Dan was a big scapegoat for a lot of reasons, and uh, Dan Snyder is no longer here. Um, I think the honeymoon phase is over. I I suspect over the next week, um, social media will be a little bit different. I can't I I I don't know how much I'll get to listen to some of the local radio, um, but I'm definitely. I'm dying to hear um, some of the post-game press conference from Ron. We, we won't hear from Eric Bieniemy, but uh, we'll certainly hear from some of the players. And I don't expect the players to say anything earth-shattering other than "We got to play better," and it's on us. We've got, you know, all the the, the typical rhetoric that these guys will will, will well,
1: speak. well, funny you should do that. Uh, this is not this is not uh, rated PG, but. Jonathan Allen was, I guess, approached in the locker room. And, I, and I'm just going to go ahead and read what he said. And, and you can imagine there's a lot of passion when, behind what he said uh, as he was talking to reporters. Again, this is his quote. Okay. If you don't want to hear foul language, uh, you know, go ahead and turn your volume down for 10 seconds here. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Williams, I'm fucking tired of this shit. I'm fucking tired of this bullshit. It's been seven fucking years of the same shit. I'm tired of this shit. Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen. You said Jonathan Williams. Did I say that? I apologize. Jonathan yeah, Allen. Yeah. Um, you know, captain, leader, the guy we decided to pay, anchor, um, the guy that we feel plays the right way and comes with the right attitude. Um, if he's feeling it, there's a lot of other people that are feeling it. Um, and that's going to not just res, that's going to resonate through the locker room as should be resonating to the coaches. I guarantee you it's resonating to the ownership group. Um, and,
0: and, and that's good. And, and, and I hope more players are open and honest like that because I want to know that, that they're feeling this too. Um, As I was saying, we won't hear from Eric bien or Jack Derrio until late in the week. Uh, Typically, I don't think they talk about post-game. They typically get a little bit of preview of the upcoming opponent based on everything that I've seen. But Ron and Sam will talk to the media after the game and, of course, even during the week. And I I want to hear what Ron had to say, man. And and I I really hope that the local media, the beat reporters, and all those guys really asked Ron, like, really, what, what the hell is going on here, man? Why why can't you guys seem to get this going in the right direction? I don't want to hear anything about, well, this team is turning over and the future is bright, the young foundation is here. I don't give a damn about that right now. I want to know why can't you win games? This is year four, man. You, you told us at your opening press conference, Ron, it takes four or five years. You don't look like you're close, brother.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I he, he even commented that after the second year going into year three, that the fans and him expected you know a, a step up, which has never happened. No, in year three or year four. So, so,
0: so, what, what, what's, what needs to change, man? What needs to be
1: different? Well, what, what. What are what are you des- doing to deserve year five? Right, not a damn and, thing. And this and, and this is this is something for everybody. This is for the players. This is for the coaches. For this GM. This is for anybody. What did you do this year that leads me to believe that you should be on th- this team next year? Right. What 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 has Ron done in four years? Not that he's done everything as a failure, but. At some point, it's it, you know you're creating the culture. Okay, you got the culture now. Now, well, we need we need wins tied to that culture. Um right. And look, man, look, look, man this what, is what, a result. Well, what is he? What is he doing that makes me think next year will be different after four years?
0: Well, well, that's just it. He's not. This is a res- Re- This is a results-oriented business, and the results are not there, regardless of how nice these people are. It's a results driven business and we're not getting the results and so for the for the for the fans or the crowd that wants to fire everybody no no one's going to want to come no good quality coordinator offensive or defensive is going to want to move their family from wherever the city that they're in to come to dc for what is going to be a lame duck year for Ron Rivera if he comes back in year five. Cause at first of all, I don't think he's coming, but let me just say for the, for the sake of the people that says he needs another year, I doubt he gets a contract extension, not going into the year five. So he's going to be on the last year of his contract. What quality coordinator is going to want to come in a lame duck year for a head coach to know that if this doesn't work out here in this year, we're moving again. And if you don't think that players and coaches look and consider that kind of thing, then you are out of your mind. Especially an established coach, an right. established player, they got families that they know they have to uproot. Do they? You think they want to move? Nah, man. Not 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 just for for rental. Yeah,
1: the kind I, of people
0: I, you're talking about, or the guy, or the type of people that are trying to get an opportunity and they'll take whatever you give them wh- wherever it is. Whenever those ain't the people we're looking for. We're no longer trying to trying to train up a new coordinator. Man. We're past that man. At least I am. Yeah. 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 I don't, I, I'm, I'm not, not looking for no first time. I'm not looking for a first time coordinator. You get, give me a guy that's been coaching for a while. It has a key role in calling plays, offensive or defensively. And, 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 I'll, and I'll go on the record. I believe that Eric Benemy was will call in plays in Kansas City. So don't tell me that he's a first-time coordinator. He's a first-time solo, officially by himself, without people believing that Andy Reid was calling the plays. But I believe he was calling plays in Kansas City. So he doesn't qualify as a first-time coordinator, in my opinion. And then on the defensive side, they have already said, there is not a single person on the defensive staff, secondary, linebacker, D line, no one has ever in any capacity called defensive plays. So for you to fire Jack Rio, who the hell's going to call the plays? You think it looks bad now? You're just going to promote some dude. Everybody's calling for the D-line coach just because he's a big dude. I don't give a damn. He never called plays. And, in fact, he wasn't a D-line coach until they got rid of Sam Mills. Right. So this is his first full year as a D-line coach. And you want to make him the defensive coordinator now? So, again, people just want to have this knee-jerk reaction and just fire a bunch of people. What the hell is that going to get you? We're going to look worse. L- worse than we're already looking, and, and, but again, and, I don't know. I don't, and I don't know what the next step is, man. I, I don't, you know. Do do you just tear this whole thing down?
1: I, I, I don't know. Well, I I think I think it's kind of early to get into what we're going to do down the road. I think um, these these three these past three games, and and really, if you want to talk seven games overall, um, I, I I think is the. Yeah, you know, the writing is on the wall for Ron because of this. Um, I don't, you know, I don't anticipate us all of a sudden getting on a four-game winning streak at any point this year. Um, hey, prove me wrong, Ron. Prove me and, and the team. You know, win four out of the next five, and we'll sit there and go, man. How, how do we always start off slow, right? Um, but I, but I think you know the, these past few games here has not gotten Ron fired mid season, but it's at the end of the season, we're going to go in a different direction. Um, no doubt. And I, I just think that's, that's, that's the way we're going to end up going. Um, you know, for all, everything that I see here, even before Ron came, you know, Ron is a good guy. Uh, he's just not, a head coach that you he's want no for, the for a long time. Um, he's, no he's no longer the guy. Correct, correct. Uh, but with that, we'll we'll see what we have uh, coming up with with Philadelphia. Um, we played Philadelphia tough last time. Uh, can, can can we do it again? Can is it a team matchup? Is it a strategy of the way we, we uh, uh, match up or how we put together a game plan? I don't know. Um, I I I'm a little bit lost on how we play Philadelphia tough, win or lose, why we can't do that similarly throughout the year. Um, win or lose. And like I said, these last three weeks have has been ugly football, win or lose. Um, and we'll see what happens next week. Uh we'll we'll have a podcast to address, uh, and, and talk about the pregame, uh, you know, after a day or two and we do that podcast, I think, you know, hopefully we'll be a little bit more positive, a little bit upbeat and, and look forward to, you know, to having an upset, but, uh, time will tell for that time will tell for that. Uh, Reggie, you got sure. anything else?
0: Nah, I got nothing else, man. <laughs>
1: that sounds <laughs> definitive. That sounds, man, sounds I sounds definitive. Nothing. Um, I'm going to go ahead and end with some, Uh, Hail to the Redskins music, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and keep it a low volume. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, Hopefully we will earn that music and and be hearing a lot of it next week uh, with a lot of touchdowns, a lot of scores. But, hey, I'm not holding my breath until I see it, right? Last year it was hashtag prove it. I, I think it needs to be again this year, hashtag prove it.
0: I got nothing else, man.
1: <laughs> Until appreciate next time. Everybody,
0: appreciate everybody for tuning in and listening. And we'll be back with a
1: preview of the uh, Philadelphia beatdown next week. At, at, Peace at, out. That's a, that's a, that's a worn-out knucklehead Reggie right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, knuckleheads. Let's see
0: y'all.